This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn more about Reynolds' online retailing approach by visiting reyrey.com forward slash retail anywhere. That's R-U-I-R-U-I.com slash retail anywhere. Welcome to Daily Drive for August 3rd, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, July auto sales stumble across the finish line with one exception. More questions about the proposed EV tax credit. A big U.S. parts maker cuts jobs. And Cadillac wants its EVs to make you feel exuberant. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The last of the July auto sales results are in for the companies brave enough to report monthly. It takes courage these days with production still stifled by the lack of semiconductors and other supply chain challenges. Honda brand sales dropped 46%, while its affiliated Acura brand plunged 59%. Volvo sales fell 41%. But those that report the declines also get the chance to show when the tide turns, which it seems to be doing at Ford Motor Company. Sales for its mainline Blue Oval brand rose 36%, while its Lincoln line jumped 64%. LMC Automotive calculated the seasonally adjusted annualized rate of sales at $13.3 million for July. If you're looking for good news, it was the second straight month of incremental improvements, but it was still down about 10% from a year ago, and LMC cut its estimate for the year by 300,000 light vehicles to $14 million. The auto industry continues to sort through the EV tax credit proposal coming from Senate Democrats. Automakers represented by the Alliance for Automotive Innovation expressed concern Wednesday that a significant number of electric vehicle buyers would not be able to use the tax credit as proposed in the Democrats' revised spending bill. The proposal removes the $200,000 per company cap on the $7,500 tax credit but it limits it to vehicles that cost less than $80,000, no more than $55,000 for an electric sedan, and excludes the highest earning households. It also requires that the vehicles be assembled in North America and that critical minerals come from the U.S. or economic allies. John Bozella, CEO of the Alliance, which represents automakers including the Detroit 3, Toyota, and Volkswagen, noted that establishing a localized battery supply chain, quote, doesn't happen overnight. The economy during COVID hasn't done any favors to auto suppliers. Lear Corporation CEO Ray Scott said parts companies grappling with low and unpredictable production have been in a recession already for two years. Net income at the company dropped 60% in the second quarter to $69 million dollars. Scott said the company has reduced non-manufacturing salaried headcount by about 3% and is working to make further reductions to cut costs. Lear is the largest U.S.-based auto parts supplier, ranking 10th in Automotive News' most recent annual list. One automaker that has no time for recession talk is Subaru. Its net income jumped 47% as it recovered lost production ramped up sales, and cashed in on favorable exchange rates. The company's CFO said American demand for Subaru vehicles remains robust and that the company is racing to fill some 50,000 back orders just in the U.S. Limited output remains Subaru's biggest hurdle. He said, adding, quote, if we can produce more cars, 
that will lead to more sales. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, Subaru doesn't see a recession coming or may not even believe that we're actually in one. Is it smart for a company like that to turn on the blinders and go on the tunnel vision and not really pay attention to the market around them? You know, in some ways it is because all they can really control is how many vehicles they can make, try to put their heads down and produce as much as they can. 50,000 is a, you know, a good quarter's worth of production. So they, they sure they feel like they're, they're not going to overproduce anytime soon. But you've just got to stay aware of the broader environment. If interest rates are going up and consumer confidence is coming down, the market can turn on a dime and leave big manufacturers in a challenging situation. Right. Is Cadillac trying to target a new audience with the marketing for its electric crossover, The Lyric? We spoke with Cadillac Chief Marketing Officer Melissa Grady. Hear that conversation next on Daily Drive. Customer wants to sign documents remotely? No problem. Customer wants to provide documentation and their driver's license in person? No problem. Customer wants to have their vehicle delivered? No problem. There are a lot of steps to complete a car deal. But what happens when customers start online and end in-store, or vice versa? You need a seamless, consistent process to start work and finalize every vehicle purchase, no matter where the customer is. Chris Walsh, president of Reynolds & Reynolds, explains how. Retail Anywhere is is powered by the retail management system. So the retail management system is the engine that kind of makes this all work. And it's based on the premise that customers can be anywhere, right? They can be in-store, they can be at home, They can be a hybrid of both. It doesn't really matter, but it's a single process of interacting with that customer. And that's, you know, really important to be consistent in that way. And it's only achievable through a single system like the retail management system. Regardless of where the customer is buying from and how, Retail Anywhere focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this holistic approach to digital retailing, visit rayray.com forward slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y, R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. The music you just heard is from Cadillac's newest ad for its Lyric Electric Crossover. It's too bad you can't see the visuals on the podcast because they're really striking. Bright reds, models in high fashion, the words be exuberant, be electrifying, and be iconic flash on the screen. Much like the Lyric itself, this is a new look for Cadillac. Kel and I recently caught up with Cadillac's chief marketing officer, Melissa Grady, to talk about these new ads and what they signal about the kind of buyers the brand wants to attract for its new EVs. Here's our conversation. Melissa Grady, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here, Jamie. Well, Melissa, Kel here, and I caught a few of the new Lyric ads recently since I want to say back from March when you guys were taking reservations. Vibrant colors, the EDM music, uh, one displayed a bunch of high fashion, Uh, What audience are you trying to reach with these new ads, and how does this audience compare to your existing customer base? It's a very interesting question because I think at the heart of Cadillac is a certain type of person. We see um, personality traits that really come through. Something that is very interesting when we go into our database and we look at our owners, 
we see a lot of the title of president and CEO. <laughs> and that's because Cadillac pulls in a lot of entrepreneurs. Now, when you take a step back and you look at that, it makes a lot of sense because if we look back at Cadillac's 120 year history, we are a symbol of the American dream. And that comes through in who's attracted to this brand. So when we look at it, that's really the inner insight that we're always trying to connect with as a brand. As it happens with these new ads, I think both because of the fact that they are so vibrant and colorful, we're really going back to the heart and the truth of Cadillac in our new visual identity, as well as the fact that, that we're moving into EV, we are seeing some younger people coming into the brand and some people who are luxury customers who've really been waiting for a great luxury EV. I'm curious, you know, because Cadillac's identity, the, the positive parts of Cadillac's identity in recent, you know, last couple of decades have really been around the Escalade, right? Which is, you know, it's, it's big and it's imposing. It's flashy or it can be flashy. You know, it's a big, I hate to use the term gas guzzler, but it's a large ice, you know, internal combustion uh, powered vehicle. And how do you pivot from that identity and that, that place in society to where the, to the mindset of the EV customer? So there's a few things on that. And the, the first one really is we are going to keep making absolutely iconic vehicles for people. Um, and so that is the Escalade. That's the Lyric. That is, as our portfolio expands, going to be moving more towards EV. But we're really delivering amazing vehicles that, that customers want. And I think that those two things can coexist. We, as a society, are, are on this journey towards EV together. And I think that right now they really coexist nicely. Hmm. Uh, Melissa, once EVs take over the market, does this kind of branding signal, is it a sign of Cadillac adopting an entire new image or serve an entirely new audience? What I will say is it's it was very interesting to me because I always thought we were using a lot of color in our advertising. <laughs> um, and, and it all started, you know, as we started to look at developing materials for Lyric, even before advertising, as we started to develop materials for Lyric, we started to have a bit of a question. And we said to ourselves, you know, what does EV look like? Are we going to put a lot of trees in the ad? Are we going to start to look very green? Like that's what we kind of see with EV. And as we took a look at our brand, we were like, that's, that's not where our brand is. And that's not what we should look like. So we've got to stay true to Cadillac. And that is bold. It's optimistic. There's a lot of color. There's a lot of energy. And then we took a look at the work that we had been doing and we saw some opportunity for some more color and some more boldness. And that's really what you're seeing is us going, not necessarily, it's not necessarily a shift around EV. It's really a drive to the true Cadillac brand. More loud, more urban. <laughs> I'd say just a very, it's a very bold, sophisticated, optimistic place where we live and it has a lot of energy. I, it, when we look at our new campaign, we actually, the, the way we started this campaign was we had asked customers, how do you feel when you step out of your Cadillac? Hmm. And the answers that we got were absolutely incredible. Like I'm on top of the world, exuberant, 
like a million bucks. And the feeling that you get, it stays with you after you leave. You have this just sort of embodiment of hope and optimism that, and, and like that, you know, sort of that swagger that comes with it. Right. And that's really what we're trying to embody and what we're trying to show with this new campaign and really with, with all of the advertising that we're doing. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. That answers one of my questions that I was going to ask later is I was surprised to see the emphasis on exuberance and, and exuberant because that's not exactly what I would have associated with Cadillac. I think of it, you know, maybe staid, maybe elegant, you know, but uh, exuberant wasn't necessarily where my where my head went. But that came directly from your customers and and their uh, visceral reaction to their own vehicles and their uh, joy of, of owning and driving. Driving a Cadillac is absolutely exhilarating. Yeah, it's interesting because I remember when I first saw the ads and how they popped and I'm like, this doesn't remind me of my <laughs> uncle's Cadillac or like my grandfather's Cadillac. I mean, there was always the explanation of, you know, family telling me, hey, if you want a great luxury car, son, buy American, buy a Cadillac. And, you know, I'm a younger, I'm more of like, oh, well, I want a Mercedes Benz or a BMW. They're like, no, son, if you want a certain standard, get a Cadillac. So just seeing these just refreshing new ads, targeting a generation like myself, like it opened my eyes. I was like, wow, like, I think I want a Cadillac. So it's definitely doing its job. <laughs> you just, you just said the, you just ended that the perfect way. This is what I'll say. Being at such a storied brand is incredible. And almost everyone I talk to has a story about their uncle, their grandfather, their father, their aunt. Cadillacs were iconic throughout American history. When you look at presidents, when you look at Marilyn Monroe, when you look at all the people who were in front of Cadillacs, our job now is to add to that story so that you set, you have that story, you have that history, and then the next question is, and how do I get mine? Right, <laughs> exactly. So thanks for closing it up with that because I think that's exactly that's exactly the point we're at now where, where we have a product lineup both today and coming in the future. It's an incredible time in Cadillac right now where we have such desirable vehicles. Before we let you go, I want to ask about another Cadillac product. Uh, just, uh, just recently, Cadillac unveiled the Celestic uh, show car, ultra luxury, hand built, uh, production in the you know low hundreds. <laughs> what does a model like that mean for Cadillac as a brand, and and in particular like for your work as a marketing executive? Is it something you can bank off of? I mean, most people are never going to drive them. They may never even see one in person. Yeah. So when we look at the Celestic, which is a magnificent vehicle, moving into EV. We, we really said, let's take off any of the shackles. Let's like not have any boundaries. If we were going to create the ultimate Cadillac, what would that be? And that's the Celestic. It's hand-built. It's sustainably sourced. The materials inside are of the highest quality and the technology in this vehicle is absolutely top standard. And so I think it gives us a point of reference as we move into our EV future to say this is the purest expression of Cadillac. This is what Cadillac looks like as it returns to the standard of the world. Melissa Grady, Chief Marketing Officer at Cadillac, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me.
Melissa Grady is Chief Marketing Officer for Cadillac, which aims to have an all-electric lineup by 2030. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. You can get the latest news on EV marketing, auto sales, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.